Hey, what's up, my peoples? I hope you're all happy, safe, and well. And I'm in a really good mood today. Why is that, you say? Well, we've got royalty in the building. She's a friend of the show, a Scottish international, full-time legend, and making a second appearance on here with yours truly. Ladies and gentlemen, forget CR7, move on from R9, because today it's all about RC2, the queen of Aberdeen. That's right, it's Rachel Corsi. How about that? That was nice. Energy. I feel there was a lot there that I need to, we need to go back. Okay, so I said, so for people who don't get it, I said, forget CR7. Mm-hmm. We see Cristiano Ronaldo or whatever. Yeah, forget bit. R9 for Ronaldo, the original. Bit. Like, it's about RC2, like your yeah. Rachel Corson, you wear two. You're right. So you're RC2. No one's ever called me that. Well, that's you. well obviously you're Rachel Corsi 14 online, but let's not worry about that. No, you're Today, right. you I are. like that subtle plug, subtle. Nice. Rachel Corsi 14 on Instagram and Twitter, yes. And Twitter. Who would have thought, eh? Who would have thought? But anyway, let me get to it because you're you dilly dallying. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest, I've missed having you here. Oh, that's so nice of you. And for other people who, you know, don't know why that is, if you want to find out about Rachel, please go back and listen to our original episode. I think it was the Queen of Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. Have a listen because she's, uh, oh, you are pretty cool. So, yeah. Anyway, how are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm good. That's it. Just good. You're just going to lie to me good. like that. No. It's a Monday. Okay. Start of a new week. Yes. You saw me on Friday, was a little frustrated, but new week. Yes. New me. So you're feeling positive, yeah? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah, don't say too much. This, no, this, don't worry, this, this will be like a five-minute podcast. Just keep, <laughs> just just keep saying yeah, just keep saying yes or no. That's fine. Now, I think, obviously, on Friday, you didn't look too happy, but you, you look happier today. You look yeah. happier today. Are I think you... it's... Well, I think this is going out in a couple of weeks, so this might not be as relevant when the people hear it. But um, last week was the first week of getting back into uh-huh. a bit of a team sessions. And you know how rusty that can be. It, you know, that kind of first week of what is almost yes. pre-season-ish, even though we've done so much pre-season oh, on our own. Oh, yeah, pre-season. Yeah, six-minute run. How was that? It was, it was okay. It was okay. I... I didn't quite do as well as I wanted to, but I I also did totally fine in comparison to what I needed to do and okay. so around me. Without exposing you, tell me how well you wanted to do. I was probably about thirty meters short. That's not on, what I asked. Right, which would have put me <laughs> <laughs> You know I'm competitive. you know I'm competitive. It would have put me beside two other people who in my head that was my benchmark when uh, we started. So don't name names, but how far did you want to get to in your mind before you were racing, going up against those people? Did you have an idea in your head? Um, I wanted to be over 1,400. Because okay. 1,500 is like the... Is what you need to get to. It's like a, a pretty high... Mm-hmm. It's like the top, you know what I mean? Like yeah, the yeah. people who are coming in the top. Yeah, the Kenyans. <laughs> I don't think you can say that. No, you you can. Okay. Because that's where like middle distance running is like owns like them middle yeah, and long distance yeah I mean I think they're probably doing more well I think they're far exceeding the 1500 wow mark. obviously obviously I wasn't being like deadly serious right you know what I mean anyway Gunny was up at let's say Gunny was up at 1500 so okay. she was she's a pretty solid marker like she's so that's who you were after you chasing no. Gunny she was in the next group from me ah, so okay. I definitely wasn't chasing her but. Well, here, how about this then so this is completely off script by the way but when uh, <laughs> <laughs> when we did ours the f- the guy that went the furthest went 
1860, I think. Wow. And he was like, oh my God, like, look at me on the best. It's like a club record. Only to find out that one of the kids in the academy did 1960. Oh, in the academy? In the academy. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. But anyway, let's, let's, ignore, let's get rid of all that nonsense, yeah? So as you've said, you're back training and you're enjoying it, I take it? Um, oh, the pause, no, the pause, no. the pause, the pause. But you know, you know, it's like the small thing. Like I'm, I like to go, I like to go training to get this, to get touch to the ball. And last, last week there was, I probably didn't see the ball as much as I would have liked to. Mm-hmm. Um, which was maybe just everyone getting rid of the first few days of cobwebs oh, i can feel the frustration in your voice now it's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> i can see what's going on here let's get away this. from the first week of okay it's a new week i told you it's monday back on the tomorrow yeah, yeah, everyone's yeah. on the, everyone's together yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's gonna tomorrow, be great tomorrow it's gonna be, be great. great yeah 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 of course yeah, yeah. of course of call course. me at 2 p.m of course of course do you know the difference <laughs> between say now and the last time you came on mm-hmm. is uh we have the video so yeah. every time you lie people will detect that you're lying because they'll be able to see it in your face Okay. Had to like look over my left shoulder or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Where you like cool. do this little fake smile that you do sometimes. <laughs> like I see it. Okay. Ah, she did it. <laughs> <laughs> Terrific. Um, this, so today's show, mm-hmm. if you're up for it, I would like to basically appreciate where you are now, but by starting in January and running by events that led to this point. Okay. Because it's fair to say that it hasn't been one straight line of just continuous progress and happiness. Would you agree? No, yeah, of course not. So, you know, like the catch up that we're having here, obviously we catch up away from the mic, but I just wanted to just share what this year has been like for you. Mm-hmm. So you're up for that? Let's do it. So to begin with then, um, going back to say January, February time, mm-hmm. obviously your season the year before, it stopped maybe a couple of months, but how did you reflect, how did you feel about how last season went for you? Um... Yeah, I would have honestly said last year was the hardest year that I'd had um, in from like a, an emotional sense. Um, still just talking purely football. Um, it was just such like a big year and I felt it was hard to... By the end of the season, I was just glad to not have to look at my football boots again, which I've never actually felt that before. Uh-huh. But I just was not enjoy, enjoying turning up to training. I think season didn't end well. We didn't make playoffs, and I mean that was a goal. So you don't meet the goal, and that's a letdown. I think as an athlete, that weighs heavily on you. It's not something you just typically brush off, and you're like, "Oh well, a couple of months off, here we go." Um, anyway, I kind of enjoyed just stepping away and then building back up. And so um, I actually trained in the off season with Hearts. Mm. Um, for those who don't know, Scottish Premier League team. It's incorrect. Not incorrect. Incorrect. <laughs> no. Incorrect. Fact check. Live fact check. <sighs> Say it. W- what type of team are they? Where are they now? We're talking, we're looking back at January, February. I'm going to stay there. <laughs> well, you see, Scottish you trained with, a former, with a former Scottish Premier team. Hot. Okay, yes. Live. Who at the time were in the Premier League. Live fact check. There we go. Um, First time I've ever had to do that. Didn't expect it from you. But please carry I'm on. just a po- I'm in a positive mind. 
frame. And I'm in, I'm in the realistic one. Well, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Do as you please. <laughs> Show's over. I'm leaving. No, no. You stay. You stay right here. <laughs> no, but that it was good for me actually, and it was um, it was a totally new challenge. The club were amazing. They let me train with the reserve team, which when the opportunity came around, um, to be honest, I thought it would be an an experience that I would be with the youth academy. It would be once or twice a week and it would give me an opportunity whilst I was at home and didn't have a consistent football environment. I would have, you know, an opportunity to at least get some team training. And mm -hmm. anyway, they totally incorporated me into their setup and I trained with the reserve team which in truth was probably too high a level but equally was challenging in a way that just meant I had to step up you know the boys yeah, play 100%, yeah. they move the ball quicker they turn quicker their agility and power in short distance is just insane compared to what I would be used to so um, it was a really good couple of months and then I kind of found the joy in it again and then I actually was really looking forward to coming back. I think the end of that led into the national, first national team window of the year. Yes. Um, which was an interesting point for me because it was the first time to play games and obviously I'd just come out of that training environment and so I was intrigued to see how I felt and how I just adapted to going into that competitive environment. Um, and I felt pretty good. And then... Don't say what's happened yet because I'm... We're not ready. We're not, we're not ready yet. Okay. We're not ready yet. So you reflected on the season just gone and you, mm -hmm. I guess you saying you want, you felt like the team, yourself and the team underachieved. Would you agree with that? Yeah. How about for the national team? How did you view that year? Because that was a World Cup year, wasn't it? Yep. Um, again, it was tough. I think as much as we all had been prepped that the World Cup was going to be emotional. Yeah. I just don't think you can, I don't think you could have imagined how much that weighed on each of us until afterwards. Yeah. And then obviously the nature and how we exited the tournament was just yeah. horrible as well. I think that that was just hard. I think the weeks in after that were just, yeah, I mean, it was, it was hard, but then equally we were straight into club football. So I just had to come back and go. Yeah. Um, and so you kind of just, suppressed it to be totally honest and that wasn't necessarily the right thing to do but it was the only thing you could do to enable yourself to actually yeah. turn up every day to training here and then be in a place where you could actually be ready and to play games okay so you have the experience with the national team you have the experience with the club side you have time away to get away from the game yeah. then you train with hearts the uh scottish championship team um, <laughs> and then, why are you doing that? What have they, what do you got against them? I've got nothing against them. I have okay, a friend good. who plays for the team, but like I'm just making he's very sure. Nice. Every, he's very nice. He was very polite. Introduced himself. Listen, very. You are the company you keep, and he's a friend of mine. I can understand so why. There you go. Um, so have, after having all those disappointments, the reset, the rebuild. What were your personal goals heading into this season? Personal in terms of like individual or just personal? Let's do both. Okay. Let's do both. Um, and remember there's video rolling. So if you make stuff up, people will be able to tell. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my notebook with me. I want me to quickly look at it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we prepped, no, we prepped the show before. Yeah, just read, just read your personal your, like, <laughs> statement. Everything will be fine. Um, to be honest, I think... 
I'm still, I feel I'm at a stage of my career and the injuries that I've had, I still have um, a goal to be available and fit for for as many club and national team games as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I work, I work pretty hard at that to make sure that I am on a daily basis doing whatever I can to make sure I can prolong my health. So I think I felt like I wanted another another season whereby I played as many competitive games. Um, and ultimately, I'm here because I want to win the championship. Yeah. Okay. So did your... Um, were your goals affected at all by losing one of the centre-backs last year? Or does it remain the same for you? Because obviously she was your captain as well. Losing Becky? Yeah. Um, it doesn't change my goals. Definitely not. Um I was obviously sad that she left, but equally I think one of, I think what came out of that though that's really stuck with me and will stick with me forever is that um, Becky took the time to call me personally and we had a phone call at the start of the year. And there was already rumours at that point and I think it was, I was aware as well, having a good relationship with Becky that at some point, you know, she would get to a stage where she would look to go home. Yeah. Um, and I honestly just felt that in that moment when she called me to tell me personally, like that was a moment whereby I feel was like the perfect example of how I think our partnership was yeah. on the field and off the field and just the respect we had for one another. And I think when someone who plays your position, who has won everything there is to win, who yeah. is considered the best and def- or one of the best in this position, I think to be given that kind of recognition by her is probably one of the most, um, or one of the highlights of my career. Because I think, you know what it's like, if your peers and the people who you respect the most recognize and respect you, that is something that hits you pretty hard. Yeah. And in fairness, like, I totally agree with what you were saying because the two of you played so well together and you complimented each other. And... Obviously, you're not someone who chases the limelight or anything like that or gets lots of headlines. And to be fair, neither is she. Yeah. But like you say, she's won everything. And the two of you had a great partnership. And it wasn't like 90% to 10%. The two of you had a great partnership. So that says a lot about you as a player because that you complement one of the best centre-backs in the history of this league and this country. Wow. So there's a compliment for Thanks. you. I've said it, it's been recorded. <laughs> if you want any more from me, you're going to have to come back to this section and listen to it back again. Producer Ryan's going to have to clip that for me. Yeah. Just take a note of the time there, Ryan. Just oh, what are we in? I feel about sick. Eight minutes? I feel sick. I can't believe I said that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now you've gone into, like the year's beginning, you're pretending you don't have any new goals. Like you're not pretending that Becky leaving hasn't changed the fact that you now want to be what she was in the league in that position. <laughs> We're not talking about this, even though you you must have been thinking it. It's natural. She was... You're playing, well, maybe I'm wrong, but she's the captain. Yeah. She's the leader, how she leads, of a team which just missed out, but she's gone. Mm -hmm. I could 100% see you in that position. So did you not feel like that's what you wanted to achieve, to be captain of a team and lead the way that she did, but in your own way? I see where you're going with this. Do you want me to, to, I'll do what reporters do sometimes, yeah? Are you ready for this? Okay. Okay. So it must have been really clear and obvious to you that you wanted to fill her boots <laughs> and do 
everything that she did plus more. That's fair enough, isn't it? Okay, go back to go back to Nedum and not report her <laughs> Nedum, please. Um, no, I understand what you're saying. I think um, I would like to think I was considered for that position. I'm I'm going to be honest. I think um, I didn't I didn't expect that to be something that would have fallen on my plate. Yeah, and I think that's in part because that's always been my role while I've played mm-hmm. soccer here. Like, I'm just, I kind of, I don't take that. I don't know how to put it. But I, I think there's a big emphasis here on um, bigger personalities. And um, I just think that that's not necessarily my style. Mm-hmm. I think I'm probably somebody who from the outside people maybe are pr- are quite unsure how my role is within the group. Mm-hmm. But I like to think that the players within the changing room know that I'm an experienced player. I, I always have everyone's back. I'll always try and do the best for the player group. And I think um, that's the only thing. That's that's just how, what I believe is the right role to do. And I, I never feel... There's an interesting thing because I think some players feel that within a team environment, the players should have almost a say or an impact on who who is the armband mm-hmm. and that's something that I don't think I necessarily agree with I think it's up to the manager to appoint who they want to be as the captain and I think you should be appointed in that role based on the skills that they've seen you have okay um, so A-Rod is the captain anyway but yeah. you've said something there and I was saying to Ryan earlier I just want to have a debate with someone so mm-hmm. I want to have a debate with you Come right on. here right now so you said that you don't necessarily agree with players choosing a captain mm-hmm. and you'd rather someone else picked it. But don't the players know who's best to lead them anyway as opposed to a coach who only sees them for small periods of time? Yeah. But then I also think your role as the captain uh-huh. is you're in between the coaches and the players. So your role isn't just the players. So if you're the player's captain, you don't necessarily wear the armband. I'm only doing this for you. I just bit my tongue then, and it's just because it's you. Because I really like you as a human. But I was gonna, I was gonna say something then. Well, let, you have to say it now. Let, no, I'm gonna say it, but I'll let you finish. Thank you. Because I, I was gonna jump in. I was like, how I couldn't possibly be rude to the, the Queen of Aberdeen. Thanks. Couldn't possibly. I agree with what you're saying, but as a captain, are you there for the players? Are you there for the coaches? Well, for me as a captain, I'm there. If you're actually wearing the armband, you're there for the players, but you also have to be that liaison between the coaches and the players it doesn't just stop at the players oh, I bit my tongue again then I keep letting you finish your point I keep wanting to just dive in at a certain point you know point. that that's right no. I understand what you're saying <laughs> listen you don't tell me why now maybe I don't know that <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe maybe I see I agree with what you're saying but I feel like players making decisions versus coaches making decisions about captains I feel like maybe I'm wrong but perhaps the coaches will make worse decisions about captains on average compared to players making decisions about captains. Mm -hmm. Because I feel some coaches make decisions about captains based on external influences and how something's supposed to look. Mm -hmm. But how something's supposed to look and how it works out in reality will always be defined by the players and how they approach said captain. Yeah, Like if you choose a captain who looks like they're for the team, but they're only for the coaches because they're a coach's pet, how do the players feel when they look at that player now? It's different to them. And I feel like more that's 
again, this isn't being referenced to anything in particular. This is all like, you know, hypothetical or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just feel, yeah, I feel like I would, to be named captain, I think if the players wanted me to be captain, that would mean more to me than the coaches wanted me to be captain. Because if the coaches want me to be captain, I feel like it's because I won't go, I won't disagree with them. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I absolutely agree with that. Like the, the play, and this goes back to me saying, you know, the greatest recognition I could get was Becky saying that she loved yeah. playing with me. Like that, that was, that's more recognition than if you win an award voted by the fans or things like that, because it comes from someone who knows you in a far more intense and close yeah. sort of scale. Yeah, sure. And that absolutely is the case with if you're the captain. But I think like you, you know, from being in a change room environment, like it's not like once you have the captain, that's the only person that players go to. Yeah. So then it's like the players know who they feel comfortable to speak to. And um, I actually feel that A-Rod being captain has connected us more this year. You know, like I feel we've had some really good conversations and I actually think... Um, that shows, again, just the, our team dynamic is that she does wear the armband, but there's a group of players who have experience and who all work and build relationships and friendships within groups within the, the team dynamic. So the idea is that everyone has someone they can talk to and that person can feed the information up and down. Like, it's not like one person. It's not yeah. like you only would ever speak to yeah. the captain of, of your team and like, you know, if there's an issue, then that's the only person you can possibly ever go to. Yeah. So, and also I think on the point of do player should players get a say, I totally am on board with that and I can understand that rationale. But then I also think I've witnessed this. You have two or three players who have a louder and more sh- strong influence than others and they get a say, and then they probably influence one or two others of their little circle. Yeah. And so then, yeah, your players have had a say, but it's actually still just two or three people who might not be the best two or three people to put forward who's... Yeah, it's all fair. So we'll agree to disagree on this point. Okay, but great. I'll, but I'll catch you out later. Don't worry about Can't that. Wait. This isn't over. Can't wait. Um, and also, one thing which you always have in your favour is not being a captain, because I believe you're captain material. you captain Scotland, don't you? I do. Well, you know, it's only a nation, but you captain <laughs> Scotland. And... I think you're, from what I've seen of you, I think you're, I think you're a great leader. I think you're a great player. Oh, it's two compliments. Oh my God, my chest is hurting. Another clock check. Yeah, let's timestamp that one. Yeah. Um, and one thing which always reassures me when it comes to things like captaincies, and this is something which you can relate to yourself because, you know, you quite like yourself anyway, <laughs> is that in his career, Pele was never captain. But okay. he still I, like led, where, I like where this is going. But he still led his team. You said you don't need to wear the armband to be a leader. Correct. So anyone who says that they don't need to wear an armband to be a leader is basically saying they're Pele. So there you go. <laughs> you see the math? You see what I did there? That's one plus one is two right there. Yeah. And RC2 is Pele. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so anyway, let's get back on track. Um, so you, you're trying to come back. I think the your team maybe did a couple of training sessions and then... Pan, the pandemic hit. It did. And where were you when this actually happened and how did you feel when you started to see the news? I think, so we'd just been on that, that national team camp, 10 days, two games. I'd played two games, we played three in total. Um, I literally flew from Madrid via whatever, landed in Salt Lake and I think about an hour before I'd landed, the news had broke of Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert yeah. And 
pretty swiftly after that, the NBA went into lockdown and all professional sports here followed. Yes. So I woke up the next day, phone call, you're in quarantine for 14 days. However, so might we all be. Yeah. And <laughs> the future is unknown. And how did you feel? To be honest, in the moment, I was like, well, there's no way I'm going to manage to do 14 days in quarantine. And yeah. that's rubbish. Yeah. Um, but of course I did absolutely manage just fine. Um, but then, yeah, it was, I think, I don't really know how he felt. I think it was a roller coaster of emotions and that was the worst part for me. And I think this is how probably a lot of people felt. There was just relentless uncertainty over everything. Yes. And then when that happens, you can imagine there's every rumour and eventuality thrown out there that could ever be possible. And so you don't really know what to believe. And um, at the start of it all, whilst everyone was, I mean, obviously everyone in a position to make changes and put in place protocols was doing their best to try and consume all this information and make yeah. good decisions. Yeah. Um, but equally, the outcome of that was there was just so many short-term outlooks and dates and yeah. I'll be totally honest that was really 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 frustrating yeah. um, and that was probably the part that I hated the most yeah I think I think for me during that time especially right at the beginning is I never really had enough information to understand what was actually happening like in time the, yeah. the knowledge you had grew but all of a sudden there was a big stop at the start and Looking back at the stop from when it stopped and the information I have now, I get it. Yeah. Because I'm far more informed now. But back then I didn't get it. There wasn't yeah. that much information going around. And it seemed like, is this a thing? Is this not a thing? Because it's something which most people, I imagine everyone, hasn't lived through before. Yeah. Which in life is like, it's incredible for everyone. Well, not incredible in a good way, but it's incredible. Like everybody is now doing something which they've never done before. Yeah. So as a consequence, you use your previous experiences to try and understand how you feel and how you cope in that time but it means nothing because you've literally never done it before so you have so many lulls so many like oh what ifs like oh there's a memoratum or whatever the the season's going to start in five weeks like five weeks it meant nothing looking back then you know what i mean like it's yeah. ridiculous but you only get it as time passes and you start to realize how severe the thing was and how severe it could have been mm -hmm. if those things weren't in play. Um, how was your family affected uh, whilst this was all going on? Because was it, am I right in saying that you had to stay here? Yeah. Yeah. And um, so my family was, my mom's a nurse, so she obviously is on the front line technically, although her role doesn't put her in, ho in hospitals. Yeah necessarily so um but she was still in a high risk position and she was still going to work every day um and then probably about i can't remember the exact time scale but it was about three week three to four weeks into us being here and i think that was probably the most kind of desperate time um it was probably when a lot of people got most frustrated a lot of people were just at a point where they kind of couldn't really see this changing yeah. anytime soon. And it just felt a little bit um, almost like we were lost. Like, why were we here? And it was hard to kind of see any 
positive outlook. Yeah. Um, so I think around that point, I actually asked to go home, um, which was quite, it was a bold decision because a lot of people were like, don't travel unless you need to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd kind of weighed that up on a number of things. One, I felt I wanted to just be closer to family. Um, my mom obviously being at work. Um, my grandma at that point was very sick. And so because my mom was high risk, she couldn't go and even visit my grandma's. And I just felt like it was hard to just be at a distance from that. So yeah. that was a big thing. Um, the training environment here was tough. We were really restricted. Um, the club did what they could to get us equipment. But I mean, I live in a small apartment, so... You know, you can do workouts in your bedroom for so long, but then it gets to a point where that's just grim and demoralizing. And like I think I said to you at the time, I had such severe Zoom fatigue. Oh, like, it was bad. I had nothing more. I, even now, I'm. St- I think I'm still jaded. If I get like a FaceTime, I'm like, <laughs> no, I just can't. Leave me alone. <laughs> I know. Um, so yeah, I'd asked to go home. Um, the club said no. They didn't explicitly say no, but ultimately they, they did. No. Um, and so I stayed, um, and probably the worst part of that was my grandma sadly passed a week later, um, which that, that was really tough to be again, far from home, away from my mom. Um, but she's a trooper and you know, this, I don't show my emotions and I a hundred percent get it from her. So she's taught me the tough love. Well, um, anyway, probably since then I think I've probably had a bit of a, a turning point and um, we've been fortunate here in Utah I guess because things have progressed a lot quicker here than they have in other states mm-hmm. and safely yes. um, you know I think we've done a good job in maintaining the low numbers of cases and so I think that kind of middle period was really hard but now I feel we're on the up yeah for sure so how did you manage to stay sane during that time then what was really getting you through because first of all, like, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. myself and the 12,000 or is it 15,000 followers you have on Instagram, <laughs> I think they know that you like to drink coffee. Yeah. So, so I know that okay. that definitely helped you. But it what did. else was there? Um, on that, I'm doing this cool. I think it's cool. Yeah. It's not cool at all. But <laughs> <laughs> Protect yourself. Oh, I think it's cool. Um, I'm so cool. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to do this thing where I buy a bag of coffee from a small or smallish roaster every time I buy a new bag. Yeah. And then by the end of isolation, I'm, I, I keep the bags. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to make a little collage, hopefully, um, of all the co- all the coffee bags that I had during, during my quarantined life. You know, the two sides of me here, <laughs> I'm going to present them, okay? Yeah. Like one side says, that's, that's really cool. And okay, I stop pre- there. Stop there. That's one side. I said yeah. the two sides. I only like that side. And that's like, <laughs> that's really cool because firstly, you're helping small businesses and the small roses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Secondly, it's creative. Thirdly, it involves time. So you've thought it through about yeah. strategics and all that stuff. And fourthly, like, that's just awesome. It's like a, it's like a story mm-hmm. in the collage. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, so cool, man. I wish I would have thought something that creative. And then the non-creative side of me is like, oh, shut up. What are we going on about? <laughs> Well, what a loser. That's what you do, collect coffee bags. It's pretty, it's pretty annoying in the cupboard because they don't like sit that neatly. So every time I open to pull out a cup, I'm like, they like fall out. I should probably just put them somewhere else. But So when, are you going to be posting a collage on your Instagram well, or Twitter? Now, Ra- Rachel Corsi 14 on Instagram and Twitter, do you say? I need what? to, yeah. That'll be on there. Look right. out. Stay tuned. Yeah, if anyone sees that because of me, you're welcome. You're welcome. 
Um, so for me, obviously, the time was tough, but not as tough as say it was for other people because I have kids, mm-hmm. and you know, as far as it goes, from the moment they wake up, <laughs> they it's almost like they set the direction. As an adult or as a parent, I f- I pretend I take control, but I don't because it's whatever. Okay, well they need to eat this time. They need to eat that time. Okay, it's time for them to go to bed. So we have to do this. And we have to do that. And they always, like, everything's based around them. Yeah. So each day has a purpose because it's to be with them. And I'm very lucky because I've got great kids. I've got a great wife. Shout out, Lucy. And, like, that's cool. But I just needed to check something out, actually. So you said you have no emotions. Yeah? Or you don't really show emotions. Because yeah. you're not, not an ice queen or anything. Yeah. I have them. You're not an ice queen or anything like that. Um, <laughs> and obviously I'm a father. And I like to make people smile, especially my kids. But I'm going to tr- test out some stuff, new material I've got f- on you, okay? Okay, ready. So if I break you, then it means I'll be able to do it to anyone. Yeah? Okay. All right, first one. <clears throat> Why can't a nose be 12 inches long? Why are we testing out here? Just why can't a nose be 12 inches long? I don't know. Because then it would be a foot. <laughs> okay right so that one's off so so all right what okay so this is no i'm just trying i'm just trying to lighten the mood you know i like just it. test that to my that material good. that was good okay so why can't the bicycle stand up by itself i don't know because it's too tired <laughs> yeah we like that i just like i like the limb boots of the little but, clapping or the cheers yeah well, you know we, we do That's we do precious. serious pre-production over here by the way yeah. all right so this is the last one then this okay. is this is the ultimate one this one's for the american listeners and feel free to, sh- to take any of these for a small price and you'll see if you make people happy so pay attention to my words okay mm-hmm. the last one mm-hmm. what concert costs just 45 cents you ready mm-hmm 50 Cent featuring Nickelback. Decent. No? No laughter? No applause? I mean, I mean, it's very witty. Oh, it's so not many like haters fall, in this room. So many like haters. fall off your chair. <laughs> so, that's hilarious. That's like so deep. How did we end up here? Because I'm just trying to show you that I'm Trace. a dad and I tell dad jokes. So basically that's what I've been doing in, uh, in, during the pandemic. <laughs> Decent. Well, anyway, let's get back okay. to it. Let's get back to it. Let's Appreciate get back to that. it. I'm just trying to make you smile. You know. Which he did. Yeah, so there we go. I well, maybe that. Ryan did. No. Don't, no. Don't give him any credit, please. <laughs> Don't give him any. He gets enough from me. Right. So have you found any positives during this this whole pandemic? Because for me, like I realized something which is, I call it positive. Some people would find it as a negative. But I realized that I don't rely on the game. Like mm-hmm. I do want to play, mm-hmm. but I don't feel that need to play like other people have. So have you found any positives like that? Yeah. And I actually think I can relate to that too. Um, I think... I have actually been really busy and it's been a, it's been an opportunity to work on different things. Um, I've started a new, a new show with my friend Leanne. Please, <clears throat> please. <clears throat> I'm leading this, not you. I'm not going to... I'm leading this, not you. I know. Now's not the time to plug. We'll get to that. Okay, I'm just saying that's what okay, I've been up to. Okay, positive during the pandemic. Please answer. That was positive. Start a new show with my friend. Oh, God, she said it again. 
like you're just affecting the, stru- the show structure here and I don't like it. Well, I mean, most shows would give their guests as an outline. Yeah. I didn't have the outline, so yeah, I'm walking but, in blind. But we're we're raw here, you know what I mean? Like this okay. is this is like raw content. Okay, well, we'll skip over that. Okay. Um no, I actually have been busy, but then another thing I have actually realized, which I don't think I'd realized before this, and I don't want this to sound wrong. No, don't fire away. I've actually probably at least once, if not twice most weeks, there's been requests for appearances or things like you know, just doing a Q&A on Zoom, as we've mentioned. Yes. Um, and I think that's almost been, um, it's definitely been a positive, but it's made me realise that we are actually growing in value from a women's game standpoint. And all these things have been from back home, yes. which I think I've probably been in the women's game long enough, um, grown up in Scotland, that the exposure and just the growth of it has been huge it still has a enormous way to go but I think that's just something that you realize okay now we actually have started to have value and um you can make a difference and I think that has definitely been um it's been really obvious over the last few weeks and just the amount of requests and things that people have asked you to do because you're a big star no yeah you've just said people want your time (laughs) (laughs) so you're a big star I know but it's it's I mean it's a fact it's a fact. You've been really busy. I have, I'm sure other people been, have not been busy, but you've been really busy because you're a star. Yeah, I do actually think that's been one of the hardest things and probably why being, a being number a of players... Or something no, else. something else. Okay. Um, I think a lot of people have realised that they haven't necessarily had other things in the back, you know. Yes. Um, yes. And I know that that's been a challenge. Um, last couple of questions about the pandemic. Okay. Because I know it's like a, it's a serious subject, which is going into people's like rearview mirror now yeah um what were your biggest worries in terms of just general life and career during the worst time of the pandemic for you i mean i think ultimately the stability of the league was definitely up there as a worry um and ultimately i think there was none unknown elsewhere and there was definitely the thoughts of this actually this this could be the end of my football career and really? it may be something yeah which I think that's just I probably err on the side of being a pessimist than anything else mm-hmm. um, but I think it's real to just when being my age and having done what I've done and knowing kind of what is left I'd like to achieve I think there's an element of I don't want my career to end yet and I'm definitely not finished and I don't feel like I'm there but I also feel like I am in I'm somewhat prepared and have enough um skills that I've started to kind of work on that would allow me to transition out of football yeah and I just think that's a smart thing to do when you're I mean at the end of the day like get hurt tomorrow in training and that yeah, also. So it's not it's not even you're right. But I think That you was know, me touching wood, by the way. Just yeah. in case anyone was wondering. <laughs> in case you thought someone was knocking at the door. Yeah. Um yeah, so I think like that's the ultimate was the the worst point. Um I think financially the women's game isn't known to be overly lucrative for the majority of players and therefore I think there's when you feel a little bit stressed, um about those types of things and actually that adds additional worries but um, 
you know. Yeah. Would you say that the person who faces the least amount of disappointments in life is actually a pessimist? Oh, deep question. The person who faces the most disappointment. The, the least. The who's, least who's disappointed the least is actually a pessimist. No, because I don't think... I think you can be a pessimist in that you think something bad's going to happen. And if something bad does happen, I think you're equally as disappointed as someone who hoped that wasn't going to happen. But with the pessimist, if you thought pessimistically about most of the things that happen in life, chances are most of the things that happen in life won't actually happen in that negative way. Right, yeah, hear what you're saying. I think we've had this discussion before, haven't we? Uh, maybe, but it's just it just made me realise that I just thought of it then as you were saying that and I thought maybe at times it is better to be a pessimist just because things can't go wrong all the time. So it's almost like yeah. you're protecting yourself from those disappointments and you'll actually have more highs than someone who's optimistic. Yeah. Because more often than not, again, they won't get to achieve what they believe that they'll be achieving. Well, I think something as well that relates to this is that often, I mean, a lot of things come down to expectation, yes. which again, probably also is a reflection of whether you're a pessimist or an optimist or a realist, whatever. Yeah. But then I think it's also good to think about, is this factual information or is this just a thought? Because often when it's just a thought, yeah, you're so influenced by your mood in that moment. Uh -huh. Whereas if you if you make set expectations based off things that you know factually, I think then, again, you're less likely to be as disappointed. See, this is where people this come for these deep, this is this where is people come for the deep conversations. Me. You know what I mean? Like this is, this is real. This is real. <sighs> Right. This is tremendous. But anyway, let's move on from that because mm -hmm. I got too serious. I have reason to believe that within the women's game over here, mm -hmm. you have a new role. <laughs> just, you know, obviously we've not spoken to each other all year. So I just heard it through heard the grapevine. Yeah. What exactly is it? What's this new role? Well, I'm assuming you're alluding to the fact that I'm the oh. vice president. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh hello. Ryan, can we, have, can we have the drum roll? Oh, Excuse my me, goodness. drum roll. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the VP is in the building. <laughs> oh, hello. Tell me more about this. Um, no, so I am the... Last year was voted in to be the Royals Don't talk player about rep. Let's talk about I'm telling uh, you a story. I'm giving uh, you the backstory. I thought you wanted content. Right, you didn't have, want you got, one have you got enough uh, memory on your memory card for the show, right? Because she's going to start yapping. Now. That might need to be a two-parter. It's not my oh, fault. My not my fault. Here we go. Go on then. So last year you voted in as the rep. The team rep for the Players Association. Okay. So you um, voted into a position of power to represent the players. I like was. you would be a captain, but you're against that. But please, Carol. <laughs> <I'm, not, laughs> I'm not against it. These are your words. You said it. You said it. I didn't say I was against it. You said you don't trust anybody that's been voting by the players, yet still you're voting by the players <laughs> to represent the players. <laughs> you're a journalist, Nadam, right now. No, I'm not. I'm just your friend. Let's go. Um, so yeah, you voted So I was in. voted in. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. And I'm quite passionate about that stuff because I think um, I've seen it work in the benefit of the game, both in England um, and in Australia, where they're... Players Association has really helped establish um, better, better standards, improved financial benefits, um, improved other benefits of just the player's experience as a professional, which I think is fair to say in the women's game needs substantial growth. Yeah. Um, and so that was quite exciting. And I also think there's just like a lack of awareness and knowledge of what it is. And I felt I was someone who probably had a good grasp of the role of a player association. Yeah. Um, 
So I was quite excited about that. And then when you get voted in, unless you choose not to be, the term is two years. So naturally this year is my second year. Yeah. Um, and then I think the Players Association has only been established for just over two years. And so it's very, very new. Um, and they had scope to expand their board, which is made up of current players as well. Um, and they wanted to fill the vice president role. And so I was voted forward by oh other... Oh my gosh, these votes again. Other <laughs> reps. Yes. So that was very flattering. Um, and to be totally honest, it's probably been the toughest year to take on that. Oh, um, I because that. I think... Um, I think the Players Association has done a really good job of working with the league, given how new it is, and also given the situation is so unprecedented. Like nobody, nobody knows what the right thing to do is right now, and you know it's the type of role that you pretty much typically only hear when there's problems. Oh, you know, yeah. without question, people come to you when they need something. It's yes. not something where it's often all roses. Yeah. So. Um, I think for the first few weeks of that, my phone just went off relentlessly and there was just constant, um, you could say, a little fires that we needed to keep putting out and keep everybody calm. And naturally, everyone's emotions were heightened with the circumstances too. So um, it's been very, very busy. And um, I've probably been fortunate in that I've had the excuse that I don't quite yet have a lot of expectation or responsibility and the others have probably done a lot more work than I have. Um, however, I think if we can get some stability and through this tournament in the summer, I think the second half of the year there could be some um, good opportunities. Why do you think they chose you for that role? Oh, Good question. Oh. Do you know, every time someone says this on my show every week. That's hard to believe. Listen, the tapes are out there. <laughs> um, truthfully, I don't know. Um, I actually have no idea. I, I don't even know. I don't know who even nominated. I don't, oh my goodness I just, gracious me. This is me trying to get you to talk about yourself as a person and the skills which you bring know, to that tough. role. Well... You could say, oh, well, it's because I'm very passionate about helping the league. <laughs> you could say that. You could say I don't fall asleep in the meetings. You could say any of these things. Okay. So, yeah, so. well, I mean, I have said that. I am passionate about it. And I feel... I've probably been someone who's experienced a lot of different... Let's say... I've had a lot of different experiences throughout my career. Uh -huh. um, and I also feel like, especially being here... I feel there's been moments in it that I've very much felt disregarded and I don't know how you would explain it, but just it's at times not the most rewarding job yeah. is how it's definitely felt. Yeah. And I think one of the things I'm passionate about in life is that no matter what you're doing and especially in sport, no matter what your role is, you can always have value, you know, the the only person everyone has value in a team. It's not just the best player. Yeah. Every single person has a role. Like absolutely everyone. And I think the way teams operate best is if everyone in their role feels valued. Mm -hmm. And I think to be honest, there's been moments where I, I will be honest and say I felt a little bit better about that. And I think that's normal because naturally we feel hurt and we don't feel valued. Yeah. 
But I'm also probably mature enough to know that I'm not the only one that feels this. In fact, I'm probably in with the majority who have played in this league and have at some point felt really undervalued and undermined. Um, And I'm just really passionate to make a difference to know that we can change that because that doesn't need to be the case. And a lot of that is not down to financial remuneration, although there's an element that definitely applies to that. A lot of the things that intrinsically make us feel most valued are other things. And I think we can push for those. And we don't need the big sponsors. We don't need all the fancy stuff for that. We can actually make that possible much quicker. See, Ryan, this is why I asked these questions. What a great answer that was. (laughs) Like, I had to coax it out of you, but what a great answer that is. That's going to get clipped. I'm going to play it on loop. Great. Make sure people hear it. Well, I appreciate that. Because it's a big deal. And speaking of yeah. big deals, <clears throat> you Ooh. keep alluding to it. This tournament, mm-hmm. I don't really know much about it. So I'm just going to ask you a few questions about it. Yeah. Go for it. Firstly, like, what is it? Like, what, what, what's the tournament? Well, it's called the Utah Challenge Cup. So you have to throw challenge in. Challenge, yeah. Why? Why the challenge cup? Well, I don't know. I wasn't involved in the name of the tournament. Well, I'm get just... involved next time. <laughs> <laughs> got to go on. I think that means I have to retire. So I don't know if. Okay, maybe, sorry, maybe. No, 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 you're not going to well, retire maybe, for at because... least a decade. <laughs> wow. Um, it's a tournament. All teams. This will be the 2020 NWSL season. Really? Yes. Okay. Um, all nine teams will arrive in Utah. There will be each team will play four games. And group, like group games. Well, you see, I thought it would be that each team will play four games, and it's, it's like a league. It's a draw. Yeah, it's kind of okay. like you're you're starting the league. Yeah, but everyone's only going to go four games in, okay. and at that point, ninth team eliminated. Afuera, off you go. Done. Okay. Then it just goes straight to quarterfinal. Okay. Um. And then, obviously, semi-final, final, champions. And how did it come about? My understanding was... um, The league made a decision that that was the only or the best option, which ultimately became the only option for there to be soccer. Football. By the way, you've said said soccer twice. And you owe me two lots of 10 push-ups, which you'll be doing at the end of the show. Because why would you take push-ups not coffee or something or like because I don't want you to like just actually enjoy the experience of being okay, punished so I have to do 20 push-ups at the end yeah it could, be, it could be more Great. it could be more just be careful because you can call 20. listen I call it football you yeah. call it football but you're saying it's soccer to me mm. you're right that's on me yeah well please carry on um, so that was the only was- option of actually, I think, having live games this year with some kind of... They felt that was the only thing they could they could put on the table that would have some certainty. As things stand, it, the travel, I think, is what is the biggest issue to work around, is how do you control as many things as you can in comparison to a tournament style. Yeah in terms of your exposure to outside risk, the wider community, all these things, and have teams flying around the country. And I think that was the biggest thing that just they couldn't find peace over and they couldn't find a protocol that would really be maximising the safety of not just the players, but like everyone 
you know, wider community. Um, and then the owner here, Deloy, I think had a plan that he felt he could put a proposal forward that would me- would mean that we would host the tournament here. Um, and that was then voted on by the rest of the board, which my understanding is is made up of each of the teams. Okay. And how are your salaries affected if you're only going to be playing a maximum of eight games? Yeah, so that was, that was our part in the Players Association. Um, we No, we were really, and to be fair, the league were very forthcoming with this. Also, they prioritised that they wanted to make sure that um, they protected salaries. That's very good. Um, and one of the ways to do that was that we would have to try and have some kind of competition, yeah. which would allow sponsors, um, including a sort of TV package, to showcase the games that would enable um, some of the financial burden to be um, essentially protected. Tell me about this TV package because I imagine I won't be allowed to go and watch the games where they're being hosted. So where do I yeah. watch the games from my home? I I don't know what I'm saying. I believe. I know if I'm well. It's, <laughs> it's, it's CBS Sports Network is showing the games. Okay. Um, which I thought was interesting because last week I was interviewed by CBS New York and then in my head I was like me? Yeah. It was it was kind of amusing. I was like You're the VP why not? (laughs) (laughs) I know but I mean I I mean I'm still like huh they chose me and then I just I actually did something really stupid Um, I was like where can I go so I ended up going into I was I was trying to find a wall that was just like a plain background Yeah. so I sat down in my room and the door handle's not on the back of my door yeah um sat down in my room and there was I had the balcony doors open the path and so the door the wind blew the door shut and then I was stuck in my room because <laughs> I don't have my door handle on the back of the door and I live alone so that wasn't great anyway yeah. I got saved I'm out silly story I kind of got flustered I was going to be on CBS New York live but you were locked out. Yeah. I'm, but it's I on mean, CBS though. It's, can, do you know if anyone can watch CBS. it back in the UK or back in Europe? <sighs> my mum keeps asking this. Did my mum ask you to say that? <laughs> Shout out to Rachel's mum. <laughs> uh, but no, she didn't. But great minds yeah. think alike. I just, um, I keep as I'm telling her, I'll figure that out the week of the games. Okay. I, I think, I think somebody just said it's on Twitch. There you go. Yeah, which I'll be honest, I don't, I don't, I don't even understand what Twitch is. I know, I don't really either. But it's a At thing. At least they can watch it. Well, there you exactly. go. Exactly, it's a thing, and yeah. it's, it's got a lot of people on it, I believe. Twitch. I'm, I'm sure. And also, it's better than last year when I had to go on Yahoo Sports, the app, to watch it, because I've not had a Yahoo account for twenty years, <laughs> and I had to rejig that and start again last year just to watch you, watch you play. Well, I appreciate your commitment. That's all right. I'm all in. Listen, when I'm in, I'm all in. But in all seriousness, that's a little frustrating because there's a lot of people who, well, I hope there's a lot of people who probably wanted to watch the games, but they probably aren't going to that hassle. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know, everyone's watching the Bundesliga. I'm not comparing NWSL to Bundesliga. However, everyone's watching it because it's easy to watch. Like you get up in the morning, you put on the TV, you're kind of fed up of watching the news. And then you're like, great, two games on this morning. Yeah. I probably would never normally watch that, and I'm yeah. sure. The actually, to be fair, I think I like the idea of Twitch because I think the way that sports go now, you, people do still watch games on TV, but streaming is becoming bigger and bigger. Yeah. 
So if they can provide the games on a streaming platform, which people actually go to, then it's good. I agree. Yeah, exactly. Because the audience is different. It's younger audience overall, and it's probably better. Mm -hmm. Like that is a positive because even just the other day, I was on YouTube and the video at the top was an NFL video of a, I think it was a Madden simulation between two teams. So nobody's controlling it. And it had a thousand people watching. And I was like, hmm, this is where we're at with the world right now. So imagine what actual lives, non-simulated sport would it's look watched, like yeah. if you put it in a place where people there we go. have access to it. All right, let me really get to it now, yeah? I'm okay. get right to it, okay? Right, right to it. So the Utah Challenge Cup mm-hmm. being played at Harriman. Mm-hmm. So all nine teams are going to be here. We don't know exactly who's going, which player is going to be here or not at the moment, but yeah. you're going to be there. I'll be there. Um, and therefore, because you're there, because it's in Utah and it's at Harriman, that makes you guys the favourites. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you feel like you're the favourites for this tournament? No, certainly don't feel like we're the favourites. I think we feel there's a advantage. A great. I think we feel there's an advantage, certainly. Um. I think we feel there's a massive expectation. Do you think it makes it, um, obviously you always want to play in front of fans because that's why we kind of right. like why we play the game. But do you think it makes it easier not playing with fans there if we're based on that expectation? Uh, for me personally, no. But I can understand why it might for some. Um, I think I, I love the fans here. I think the environment playing here at home is, is just such a fun it part of being part of this club I think we've done a really good job first two years of building a fan base and then consist, trying to consistently build on that Yeah, um, I think that's really important is to try and sustainably grow that not just be like how can we just fill the stadium I think there's an element of trying to build that passionate support that's, yeah. and maybe that comes from being back home I think I feel you know what it's like to be a fan back home yeah. and you support your You're team in, yeah. and yeah, like that's something that I really love about sport and I think that's a culture that I would love us to have here and keep keep building to grow that. Yeah. So I wish there could be fans because I think um, that's a big part of what I enjoy and I think, yeah, there's expectation and if there's more fans, there's more expectation and yeah, I don't want to let those people down but equally, you're giving your all and hopefully... If there's a good outcome, then that's an even more special occasion that's worth experiencing. Yeah, for sure. I think with your team and other teams in this league, or to be fair, just playing football in America, I think it's about growing the core fan base, yeah. the ones who are always going to turn up. Because obviously, some people, rightly so, will not go to every game because mm-hmm. it might not be convenient. It might be the weather, it might be whatever. Yeah. But I think that's what other leagues have. They have a dedicated fan base to the point where whether it's rain, sleet, it could be a thousand degrees it could be a nuke about to land in the middle of the field <laughs> but they'll be in that stadium wearing the kits yeah. and they're good to go yeah. you know that's yeah it makes such a big difference but let me tell you something now okay stop mm-hmm. looking at the book stop looking at my book stop looking at my book <laughs> I'm, we're recording and I'm going to say this I'm going to challenge you okay yes so the aim for you is to have eight games the minimum for you is, is going to be four games but you'll play seven seven's s- the most Oh, seven, sorry, yeah. yeah. The minimum's going to be four. Yeah. But you'll play more than four because you're the Utah Royals. Yeah? Yeah. So I challenge you to a goal contest this season based on the maximum amount of games that you will play this year. Okay. Yeah? 
And firstly, to the listeners, you need to decide who you think will win. So please reach out to me at yes. kickback underscore Nadem on Instagram and, tw- and Twitter and also Rachel Corsi 14 on Instagram and Twitter to let us know who you think will win. Yeah, that's the mm-hmm. first thing. But I have this sort of like nagging feeling in the back of my head that it would be like watching paint dry, the two of us trying to score goals. Mm-hmm. Probably. So I, th- so I thought of a few tiebreakers. Okay. Yeah. Because this has got every chance of just being a one and done or like a no no rollover. Yeah. So fear the tiebreakers because this could get really ugly. The first one is shots on target. Yeah. Okay. The next one after that is just shots. Okay. Mm-hmm. The one after that is attempted shots. So whether someone blocks it or you just whiff it. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last one that's going to really divide us. Wait, 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 wait. You just said whiff and that's an American term. So you're on 10. You're either on 10 or I'm minus 10. <sighs> what this is my show what are you even talking about do you, do you not think I'll dub that <laughs> you crazy <laughs> yeah no alright you're, you're on 10 you're on 10 thank you okay, you're on 10 thank you so it's empty shots or whatever like if shots gets blocked and then here's the key one which it could really come down to okay okay so across those games your proximity to the person who scores a goal okay okay and I think I'll win it on that one because I always tend to stand near Demir Krylak when he scores. If he misses the ball, I'm always there. Right. So I think I'm going to do you on that. Interesting. If That's I don't fair, beat you on the other ones. Great. Yeah, you should actually just run, just run with him. <laughs> I do. I literally do. If you watch a lot of his goals, as he's tap heading it in or whatever, it's like, oh, you'll see me jumping right behind him when he gets there first. Like, yeah, go Demir. That's fine. But th- see, that's why it's unfair because I'm the decoy. But I... <sighs> I mean, it was. Laura would be like, you run under it, Becky will get it. And I'm like, right. Yeah, but, yeah, you say this. So, you say you say this, but not you're only, an official decoy. I'm an unofficial decoy because it still goes to his head. I know, but that means you can at least be close. I have to run away. I have to be the... <laughs> these are, these are different it. times. These are different I'll times. It. So it's a deal, yeah? Deal. So listeners, please just go onto my social media and tell me I'm going to win. And if you're going to put money on it, smart money's on me. Yeah? Sure. Oh, sounds like a threat. Whoa, check you. <laughs> Can I talk about you, the uh, podcaster? Sure. Because one thing we know is that you love podcasting. I love it. Mm. Actually, I love being in here. I haven't been in here. Well, I came in briefly a couple of days ago. It was the first time in so long. It's just such a nice feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the full mall. Do you not know, you know feel a bit cold in here, though? Ryan keeps getting the temperature wrong. Eek. Yeah, it is cool. Cool. Like, I wouldn't say it's cold. I mean, I'm wearing shorts I, and a t-shirt. Yeah, but I have been known to wear like hoodies and like just bring a blanket he and keeps, stuff. Yeah, but that's because you're refined when you take the headphones off, your ears are sweating. Yeah, yeah. But have you ever been in here when he's made it hot? No. <sighs> that would be wow. terrible. Oh, my, he's like, oh, sorry, I kept trying to change it, but it just didn't work. <laughs> I keep trying, I keep trying. I'm like, oh, thanks, Ryan. Does he do that? Depends on the guest. Just yeah, if he maybe. wants you to sweat and be maybe, awkward yeah. and be uncomfortable. Continually wants me to look nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I can't ask a ridiculous question. But yeah, so you're the podcaster. Yeah. So firstly, what happened to Rethink? Oh, well, um, Erica decided at the end of last year that um, she was going to retire from... The podcasting game. Football. Ah, okay. Um, and so I think we both felt it was a good time to just have a break. Um, I also went home and, um, she was focusing on kind of some new 
they were moving. Her and her husband, Mark, um, have moved to LA. And so we just kind of pressed the pause button. Um, and I think we didn't really... We didn't really have a plan, to be honest, and we still don't have a plan. I think it's something that we love doing together and we built a really good base, I think. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's it's on hold, but you can still check out all the episodes so, if you want to. Plug, 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 plug. Uh, rethink. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then. So on to podcast number two. Right. So behind the goals, what's the yep. concept there? To be totally honest, me and my friend Leanne, we've Leanne who she's just called Leanne. She like Leanne. Brazilian, just one Le- name. Yeah, one of those. No, she's name's Leanne Crichton. Yeah. Um, we've grown up. We played youth international football together. Um, so I've known her. Well, we discovered the other day half our lives, wow. fifteen years. Okay. Um, but no, we've just always spoken in the last couple of years, and she's she started to um she does some media stuff back home, but TV presenting um on the BBC and covers a lot of football and we've just always said we should just do a show and just do something that's fun um, and I think um, it, she'd seen I think she went to school with Snodgrass okay um, and I think basically it was one of the it was early we'd spoken about it when we'd been in the national team camp in March and we are like we need to just do it and we just need to let's just start and we should just go yeah and that really challenges me because I'm a structured person. I'm like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. But yeah, true in the podcast world, just go and fix it as you go. It's yeah, kind of sure. the rule of thumb. Um, so that was all. That was pretty much what we did. I came back here. It was probably a couple of weeks into quarantine. We were like, let's just record something and see what it looks like. And that ultimately became episode one, um, which we have to really just call it a show at the moment because we're not on any of the podcast Why is that? channels. Pretty much because we're doing it ourselves and I'm not the best with technology, hence why my laptop's here and I'm panicking about trying to get this week's episode posted. I've tried okay. four times. Okay. Um, if if only no. there was somebody in the building anywhere that is good at stuff like that. Yeah, well, he's taught me all the all the tricks. This, ah, But he's not taught you too much, which means he remains valuable. Yeah, he's a smart guy. You see the trick. He's a very smart I guy. I see what he's gone for there. <laughs> no, in... It's it's something that's lighthearted and um, we put an audio version out on SoundCloud and I post a video version, which, um, to be honest, I think it's been the fun part because I think you get a different... It's a different vibe to watch it yeah, than yeah. it is to just listen. Yeah, sure. Um, and it's been fun. I, so, feel like, I feel like you kind of get to know people more when you can actually watch them have the conversation. Yeah, and you see the interaction and the body language. And, it's, it's also yeah. like... It's borderline a bit creepy as well because it's like you're in the room like from, just watching everything that they're saying. <laughs> Laughing I, along with them yeah. but they don't know. <laughs> <laughs> High five. Woo. Oh, guys, yeah. It's, it is a bit creepy but it, like, it is a lot better. I so, do, I do yeah. like that. And, oh, sorry, where, so where do people get this? Which, Instagram uh, or Instagram, Instagram. Rachel My Instagram, 14. Yeah. There is a at behind the goals underscore Instagram too. It's a little, we're struggling to build that up it's another work in progress you've got to start somewhere and um, it's it's a steady steady flow oh it's so negative just own it real right real so here's a question which I don't know the answer to okay have you got any plans to do any more podcasts by any chance <laughs> did that sound genuine uh, yeah so genuine um, yes I do and um, 
Ugh, I mean, quick answer, yes. Longer answer, um, the plan is to start a new show that is going to be with myself and Lisa Aitken. Okay, who's she? Professional squash player. Oh. <laughs> she is also my girlfriend, but that's that's like one of these things that's like I feel awkward. It's like if I don't say it, it's weird. And if I do say it, it's like oh. To be honest, like I know she's but, I know she's your girlfriend, but I was trying to more so get the fact like you just say Lisa Aiken, like what does she do? Like people will right. be drawn into what she does as opposed to a relationship with you firstly. Totally. So don't you you're wearing a cap for goodness sake. I know I'm representing. Yeah. But you're not saying to people like just where gonna it is. look into the camera. um um, yeah so we're doing that but the ultimate goal is something a bit bigger behind that but for now time wise this is kind of the initial project that hopefully down the road will um become the um or part of a bigger business opportunity oh but you can't say too much i can't say too much because to be totally honest the sketch right now is very rough um, but it's a sketch nonetheless yeah I think probably it goes back to the fact over the last few weeks months I've got kind of bits and pieces all over the place um, like I'm doing the show and mm-hmm. I've done some coaching I do some speaking um, I write for a newspaper you know but it's like everything's just spread out and so I want to kind of collaborate all that together and then Lisa does a lot of similar stuff and then combined yeah. we feel like our audience is bigger so why would we not kind of do that together and then build from there so that's a quick the quick version um, there's that, a lot more to it but. that's such a like humble brag everything you just said there that was humble girl <laughs> yeah good there'll one. be some people just like what are you talking about but anyway before we move on from podcasts I just want to say like when it does begin Mm-hmm. I will be listening because uh, I love listening to you on podcasts. Great. And also, I'm going to subscribe because that's the smart thing to do, isn't it? Listeners out there, please subscribe, subscribe to the podcast that you love. Yeah. If like you're a fan of a one, podcast, yeah, absolutely. Make sure you subscribe. Please subscribe. Yes. He needs help. <laughs> we all need help. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, last question now on this, or just in general. When this year is over, yeah. what do you think would have needed to happen for you to say it's a success? Ooh. Yes. Yes. I love that. This is why I love face-to-face stuff. You can see reaction. To be totally honest, to say it's a success, I feel, going back to what I said at the start, I feel to be a success, we need to win this tournament. Oh, my Lord. Um, It's like MJ standards. Yeah, but that's because that's the goal I set out to achieve. And I, I don't think that means that so if you don't do words, it, it's a it's, failure. N- no, that's what I was going to say. I don't think so. But like for me to think of it as a success, that's what I would like to achieve. And I think that is massively, it's not massively ambitious. It's going to be really hard. Because I think in these types of things, you know, tournament style, in a short space of time. Anything goes. Anything could happen. You yeah. know, like in the quarterfinals, you dominate a team, you should win. 6-0 and you get beat 1-0 in the last minute we've all seen that happen yeah. endless times yeah. so I think that's really hard but that's why I think it's not necessarily a failure but my goal was to win and this is now the goalposts have moved because the tournament looks different um, but that's still what I want to achieve however there is other things going on in my life and I think um, it would also be a success if I was able to um, 
hopefully get the new podcast up and running. I think it's already a success to show with my friend Leanne. Um, and, you know, I think there's... It's hard to know what the second half of the year will look like. Yeah. Um, I don't even know where in the world I might be. Um, we haven't been kind of told the parameters of what will be expected kind of once the tournament is over. And so I just think there's a huge amount of unknown. But either way, um, I'll find a way to make my time productive. Oh, see these great answers you keep giving. <laughs> I can tell you do podcasts. <laughs> so let's uh, relax for a second and just take some would you rathers, yeah? Okay, let's go. Right, so this always signifies getting towards the end of the show. Great. So here we go. Somehow... In this mind of yours, even though it's pessimistic, it's also like fortune telling. <laughs> and you've seen this thing, this vision, where your team's going to win the tournament, but every game you play in, you're going to score an own goal. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So would you rather play every game or sit on the bench? Because I'm going to score an own goal. You're going to score a goal in every game, an own goal in every game you play in. But your team's still going to win the tor- win the tournament either way. So would you rather? I'd rather play and score a goal in every game. Yeah, I'm not doing it on purpose. I mean, massively unfortunate. <laughs> but, like, might not have a contract next year. But you'd rather do that. Well, yeah, because in my head I'm thinking, well, I must have done other good things. Why? I'm just being optimistic. And think, That's not like you. It doesn't suit you. Be pessimistic. <laughs> you want to have it both ways shame on you oh, look at this <laughs> yeah just pick and choose alright so now would you rather play uh, this, how many games is it seven games to get to, yeah. to win it so would you rather play the first six games and then be dropped for the final or be dropped for the first six and play the last oh, I'd rather that. play the first six games really not yeah. play in the final yeah even though it's like a final final not just the final league game yeah. And why is that? Well, because I think you're making a bigger contribution to the team, I think. And also I want to play I want to play. Like otherwise I'm playing one game this year. Yeah. And okay. the other option is to play six. So I'd rather play six. And if you're dropped then That's the thing I chose. That's the best I, thing said, for the I team. said dropped. I yeah. said dropped. So you wouldn't have done that well leading up to that point, but you were playing. Yeah, but I'd still be trying my best. So, you, do you know what this is like, actually? I've been talking about this a lot recently. People believe they know how they're going to feel in a situation and they enter the situation just like, this is how it's going to be. But then they end up not being the case. Like, Do you want to know? I'd be in the worst mood ever. That's what I'm trying to get Initially, at. That's you being honest. Yeah, I would be. I would be. You'd be misery that's on the sideline. No, Ultra I'd down, be. You'd be asking for one-liners from me. No, do you know what? I'd, I'd, be, a good team, I'd be a good teammate. I would be infuriated and annoyed but I I do think I could channel it maybe not quite in that moment at training for a a short period but I equally know how that feels to be the person that's then playing and know that someone else is just being off with you and yeah. that is such a neg like that vibe from anyone is just so unwanted so you'd rather be the person with the negative feelings in the final than the one with the positive feelings playing in the game yeah, because I would not do it to the detriment of the team. Like I'm pretty confident I wouldn't I wouldn't negatively affect my teammates. I'd yeah. be a good I'd be a good teammate. I'd just be disappointed internally yeah. and annoyed at the 
head coach. <laughs> so as much. There it is. Right. Would you rather be the best player in a bad team or the worst one in a good in a good team? Oh, worse than a good team. But when I say worst, I don't mean like you're not as good as others. You're like the worst. Stop. <laughs> Sleep me at hearts. I've <laughs> <laughs> so <you> it before. <laughs> I don't believe that for a like, second. You just see the bottom. It would be like whenever the coach would be like getting pairs and that would be like the worst thing you could ever say and you just see all the boys quickly getting a partner. Yeah. And I'd just have to be whoever was last out who was... So, you'd, so, you'd, so you say you'd rather be the worst than a good one? You want to own that? Yeah. Right? I mean, neither of those is a great outcome. Well, yeah, that's, that's why we do I think, but at least if you're in the best team, that could be fun. Yeah, but you're just laughing stock, though. That's the problem. But yeah, anyway, I'll accept your answer. So, uh, I'm, I'm going to start off with six months, but I might raise, I might make the time a bit longer depending on how you answer. You have to go six months without either coffee or football. Which would you choose? <laughs> oh, oh that's, a, that's a good one it's uh-uh. a great one um, I've been six months without football and it's pretty, pretty rubbish yeah um, I've not probably been six months without coffee for at least 14 years yeah. 12 years um, no of course I would rather have six months without coffee I'd have a bad, really bad headache for a good few days though. and you'd be fuming as well You'd be so dour. Just, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, I don't fancy that. So, this one, I might have to re-explain this if I, if I don't say it right the first time, yeah? Okay. So now, you're in a country now mm-hmm. where nobody speaks your language. And yeah. the language that they speak, you don't understand. You can't speak it, you can't read it, you can't write it. Yeah? Everybody's completely different. Oof. Would you rather be... Um, say for a month would you rather be in that environment where you can't communicate with anybody or all alone and not have anybody to communicate with I'd rather be oh in, I know that's kind of it's tense it's tricky because it's it's quite deep that Listen, I'm just exposing people for who they are through yeah. questions they don't realise they're answering. I think I would rather... Oh my goodness. I, I don't know if I can answer. I'm so happy. Yeah, of course you can answer. It's easy. Just pick one. Simple. Just ex- just to show the people who you are as a human. That's all I'm going is. to pick the first one. And the reason I'm picking the first one is because I actually realised through the whole thing when everyone was like having Zoom calls. And like you realise when you're in a call, yeah. you have to communicate all the time. Yeah. Whereas there's an element of there's like sometimes I don't want to be on my own. Yeah. But I don't want to, I don't necessarily feel the need to have conversation and I think that's like feeling comfortable in your environment. But I think it's also like socially we like to have people around us. Yeah. We don't need to talk all the time. And so on that basis, it would be uncomfortable not being able to. I think it would also be I would have more value in the fact that there was people there. Ah, see, so I'm going to choose that one. See, that's a great answer again. It's terrific. Um, and finally, this is the last would you rather this this is going to be a common one going forward yeah so it's been tested out on one previous person oh <clears throat> so you're like on social media but you're not like active active on social media yeah yeah so imagine if for a week you had to be where on the hour every hour for 12 hours a day Oof. yeah 
and then for seven days, yeah, you had to post and talk. Each post would be indiv- would be very different. Would you rather in those posts brag about your strengths or highlight your weaknesses? Highlight weaknesses for the whole time. Yeah, on the hour, easy every yeah. hour. Yeah, why? I pretty much do that anyway. I just don't post it. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, but tell me, tell me why. Like, just think about what you'll be flooding the timeline with your insecurities. Are you sure that's what you want to do? Like I said, flooding the timeline. Did you say that first time round, or are you just like really? Twelve. If someone posts twelve times in a day, that is flooding the timeline. Yeah, but I thought everyone was doing it, or just me. Just you. It's just you. I still think I'd rather do that because I still think there's a big thing on social media. I almost think there's like a lot of probably two opposites of there's a lot of people who disguise a lot of how they're feeling and try and a lot of it's about perception. Yeah. Um, And then I think I would do it in a way I wouldn't do it in the sense like I would be like pity me. But that's how you'll come across. Maybe. So you'd then rather, I think that's what would, you'd rather see. Yeah, but I hate the thought of that being like a negative burden to the world. But that's the way socially it works. The more negative stuff you say, the more people be like, oh. But then equally, like the positive, like talking about your strengths, like that's different from talking positively. Yeah. So then I'm like, that's, I don't know. So you're still sticking with talking about your weaknesses 12 Uh, times a day for a week? Yeah. I would unfollow you so quickly. I know. But thankfully, you don't have to do that. But that was my last question. So I want to say thank you very much. Thank you very much for coming in. It's been too long. Thanks for having me. But yeah, I uh, look forward to watching you and your team play. And hopefully, you'll be winning the tournament on home turf since it's the Utah Challenge after all. That would be brilliant. Yeah. And with that, I'd also like to say thank you to the dream team in the back. That's the producer. That is Ryan Hale. The media manager. That is Skylar Warwick. Thank you to Mountaineer Studios, Draper, Utah. And listeners, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. And remember, the links to the kickback playlist are in the show notes. But for now, see you soon.